welcome to Up To and Including Death. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And it's still hard for you to say the word brewer. <laughs> Patricia it. Brewer. You get it better when you're not thinking about it. Patricia Brewer. So now you're thinking about it and you're going to make it worse. Okay, well, we're watching a fun movie today. We just went camping, though. Uh, yes, we did. We did. We went to... Fort Wilkins. Fort Wilkins in... Copper Harbor. In... What the heck is this, Mad Libs? I don't know. I want you to say... You could say, we went to Fort Wilkins in Copper Harbor, Michigan. Oh, yeah. That's the full sentence. Okay. And it was really... I'm not playing Mad Libs. No, it's not Mad Libs because it's not crazy. It's fun. It was fun, wasn't it? I don't know. It was poop. Everybody it, puts poop oh, for everything oh, in Mad Libs. You're so rude, and I had a good time, did you? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was kind of cold, but I liked it because there were no bugs, and I didn't have to put on any bug spray. Yeah, that is a plus. That was a plus, even though we bought the very new kind of expensive bug spray specifically because we heard that it was really good for bugs, and then there ended up not being any bugs. Yeah, that's okay. That's a... I would rather... It's a win-win, really. Yeah. I took my first shower at a campsite. Those camp showers are underrated. They are. It was really intense. Yeah, they're always, like, crazy hard. You know, the thing I was surprised by is how many people were using the showers. Yeah, most people... Well, yeah, they just come and take showers. Well, a lot of people this time of year, too, will stay there for a week or two. Yeah, there are a lot of preteens there and teens that were primping. Yeah. And yeah. we had some teen boys that were showing off in front of our campsite to try to attract our young lady. Yeah. She was not attracted. No. No. She, she thought it was funny. She thought it was funny, and I was like, oh, come on. Don't we owe it to all men to think they're cute? Nope. Give them a chance. No? No? Is that not how this works? Uh, no, it's not. Okay, so we are joined here by Loki. As always. As always, and by the dog. Uh, and so we might be hearing purrs or barks or attacks at any given moment. Or dog crying is probably the most, most likely. Most likely dog crying in about 30 minutes. Yep. Now, the dog went with us camping. Yeah, it was the first time he behaved at a campsite before. Well, he is a she. Or she, yeah. Emma was such a good girl. Like, so good. And it actually made camping way more fun for me. Yeah. She didn't sleep with us because that would be stinky. Oh, but she slept in one of the big rooms in the big tent. And with the big kids. Yeah. And she had a great time. I think so. And it was something to do to walk a dog during camping. And we had to go and buy a camp stove. Oh. Uh, <laughs> which yeah. came out wrong because yeah, I picked the... needed a camp stove. And, and I got, got a camp grill. grill when we already had one. Hard to... Get coffee ready on a grill. I did mess that up. My bad. Sorry, right. I may do. You forgive me? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. So, well, now we have a propane grill in addition to our charcoal grill in addition to our normal grill and smoker. Yeah. So we got a lot of options. I might still buy a, you know, camp stove at some point. Who knows? But today is not about camping or even about movies based on camping. No, this one I don't think has... This is a city movie. We're watching a city movie that's related to science. Oh, I don't think you'll find much accurate science in this film. The best part about this movie, I think, is because it is directly related to an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which will come out later. But first, before we even say the name of the movie, I have a recommendation for this movie from our dear friend, who we don't name on this podcast for privacy reasons. Okay. He says... It's been a while since I watched, so I don't know what to say. Nothing in horror is better than dead, chopped-up hookers. 
it doesn't come up enough. <laughs> it does not. I mean, the thing is, in in real life, that's who they go for. Sex workers are like the most targeted community of people because they are what is considered the less dead because police don't necessarily look into those homicides. Well, usually their family isn't looking for them either. Well, yeah, I mean, their Most friends of them might have be left their family and don't have ties, which is why they, you know, more than likely went that route in life because they didn't yeah. the last. So report. there's fewer people that are kind of missing them from the scene, but even if they are reported missing. As soon as they tell the police that they were sex workers, the police are like, well, she probably just ran off. When the more likely thing is that she just got suicide, not suicide, she just got murdered by some dude. Yeah. That's a serial killer. Possibly. Or not. Or maybe she just went off to go be happy somewhere. That's could be too. What maybe, is the, would you, pretty woman. Would you please name the name of this movie? It is. Frankenhooker. And the tagline on Shutter is an amateur scientist uses the bodies of dead hookers to revive his dead girlfriend. So you know how I really love the last podcast on the left? The, yes. the podcast is the murder podcast. And in it, you know, they at the beginning of the podcast, as they first go on, they're using the word hooker, right? And nowadays we don't like using, especially in the feminist community, but like we don't like using the word hooker. We like using the word sex worker, and there's a reason for that. And the last podcast on the death, guys, or the last podcast on the left, guys, are three dudes. They're comedians. They didn't really get it until they did a podcast on Picton's pigs. And then, you know, Picton, mm-hmm. there's the guy that killed a bunch of sex workers and then fed them to pigs. And it was then, in BC, right? Yeah, in BC. And like the police knew what was going on, they didn't know what was him doing, but they were like friends with this guy. But they didn't do anything because they were sex workers, right? And so after that particular podcast, I guess they were kind of really realizing how horrible and real it was that the police were seeing all, like, and they were hearing about these missing persons cases. And as soon as they heard sex worker, hooker, they just said, no, hooker, we don't deal with hookers. They just die. We don't care about them. And so that's about the time that the guys on last podcast the left started saying sex workers and they still sometimes say hookers but they still mostly say sex workers and they didn't really talk about it that much as such except that they realized and as they spoke in the podcast about how horrifying it was for them to research this and realize that the police actively did not do anything about those deaths I don't think that's going to change. If no. you tell a cop that it's a sex worker, they're going to treat it exactly the same. Well, I think it's more, maybe less about the cop and less and more about the society because a sex worker has the word work in the title. So we're kind of removing it. But hooker is just like not even a human. It's just like a thing that is used. But a sex worker is a person because it's got worker in the title. No, I guess I don't see it different because I wouldn't see them any different. Because you see hookers as actual human being women? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just want to make sure that that's clear. It's just like, nah, they're all nothing. No, it's just... No, yeah. It's the same job to me. I, if you say prostitute, hooker... Yeah, you know, and I think that's girl, a big... girl, anything, that's still the same thing to me. But for, like, some people, the way that they lose language, use language, like, whore. You know, one of the kids like to say scandalous things in front of me, and they use the word whore in front of me recently. Because they don't do this shit in front of you, but they do in front of me because no, I'm a not. potty mouth. And they said, ha, 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 whore. And I'm like, such and such is not a whore. Whores get paid. Mm-hmm. And that this thing is like, I said that, and it was just kind of automatic. 
But also, it's like, yeah, they have a job. They get paid. Being a hussy, you don't get paid, but it's fun. It's the oldest profession in the world. Yeah. And if you want to bone a lot, that's something you like to do, too. There's nothing really necessarily wrong with that. And the fact that it puts you in vulnerable positions is actually kind of the fault of the goddamn murderous rapist. But anyway, Frankenhooker, tell me more about this movie that our friend, our friend who shall not be named, has recommended this movie several times. He actually says it comes from... Okay, so just to be fair, even though we're getting it from Shutter Essentials, he likes it from something called... Uh, the Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, yeah. It's someone who, it's, it's like uh, your traditional B-horror movie TV show like Elvira did. Yeah. Things like that. He actually has a woman on there that looks like Elvira. Yeah. Just course. a random pretty lady and that Sven knows. A, yeah. And so this is a really great podcast. I, or podcast. A really great show. I think it's actually yeah, on Shudder. It is on Shudder. And it's very fun. But uh, we don't do that for this podcast because it would be us commenting on a commenter on the thing yeah. but it is fun to watch because he's pretty funny okay well it's from 1990 frankenhooker is yes 1990 really that late and it's a trauma movie okay i don't know if you know you don't really know the. Trauma. you know we've talked about trauma is there anything on there that defines what tra- is trauma is a dude or a or a, no, a, a house production a production team. company yeah and they always made these really over the top comedy horrors like toxic avenger and yeah sergeant kabuki man mm-hmm. uh what was the Romeo and they did a Romeo and Juliet spinoff too, and it's just all like tongue in cheek, good yeah. fun. Yeah, sounds like I want um, some good fun. It's usually low budget, and I was trying to look up the budget on this, and I don't know if it's right, but I have seen it in two places. It estimated at two point five million dollars. That's a pretty low budget. And <laughs> box office grossed at two hundred and five thousand dollars. That I'll believe. It's called Frankenhooker. But most of these trauma mo- made their money on. VHS release. Really? But I don't know. I can't. It's hard to find those numbers at how much it made on VHS. Yeah. And it was recently re-released on Blu-ray. And, you know. So would this be something that would have been like released almost to go directly to VHS? Yeah, I can't imagine. Because with $250,000, it probably didn't go to too many was, screens. No, it was probably just in New York City, you know. Did they do that a lot with time. those movies? Those trauma movies, yeah. I, I believe they were based out of New York. Oh, okay. They always had New York and... As the as the setting for like all of these. So what's interesting about this movie? Tell me what's going on. I don't know what's interesting about. I don't know. Like you got the screen the Frankenhooker. Okay, I mean, I think we know what it's about. Tell me a little bit about if it's well, okay for Loki to be in here. Well, first, let's start. We don't want to go that far. Oh, okay. You got to know who's in it. Who's in it, it's John? James Lorenz. Okay. Patty Mullen. Okay. Joanne Ritchie and Paul Felix Montez. Do I know any of these oh, people? And Joseph Gonzalez as Zorro the Pimp. <laughs> if you do not watch trauma movies, then no. You probably don't know oh, any okay. of these people. A lot of them always, you know, would recur in these movies, but I don't, not many of them branched off into mainstream films. Yeah, okay. But. Lola then, has just joined us on the bed, and Lola is a little girl. She okay. is a very pretty little kitty. And I don't know if I want her watching something that's particularly bad for her because she's a lady. Well, it's trauma, so it's going to be particularly bad for her. Okay, tell me about it. So, sex and nudity, as you can imagine, in a movie called Frankenhooker is severe. Lots of titties. Breasts are seen constantly. (laughs) One seat is set in a bar. Our 10-year-old just, like, spoke right outside of our door while John was trying to speak. It's very distracting. This is worded oddly. I'm going to say this again. In my head, it's not making sense. One scene is set in a bar toilets in which there are lots of people. 
So there's a lot of people in and the toilet. This must be the bar bathroom. I'm yeah, the toilets. Is and this scene, three extras can be seen in a toilet cubicle having sex. Scenes of nudity can be found throughout the movie. Three people in one cubicle? It's yeah. hard enough to have sex by yourself in a cubicle. By yourself? Yeah. Um, oh, I never tried that. Violence in sure gore is haven't. mild. Ooh. No real violence to speak of. A couple of slaps here and there, but this is straight up comedy. Okay. It says it's not a horror movie. Wait, it says a, that there's no violence and gore, but it's like... It's cutting people up and putting them back together. I know. It's just, it's just so like, it's, it's a, not that big of a deal. Who wrote that? Yeah. I don't know. Somebody just... The 9 of 17 people yeah. found it. Okay, violent. okay. Profanity is moderate. What the fuck? Only three or four uses of fuck. Nothing extreme. John, you said a swear word. I know. You made me. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking is severe. That's bad. Use of a new drug created called Super Crack. Ooh. It's all very, very comical, though, and not at all intended to be taken seriously. Okay. Smoking crack and lots of drinking. Okay. Frightening scenes are mild. And okay. And the rest of them have spoilers, so we won't go into Well, those. tell me about how the the big wigs that watch this movie uh, saw it. Well, for the small wigs, too, uh, IMDb has a 6.2. That's a really high number. Uh, not so kind on Rotten Tomatoes, where it's 57% for the tomato meter and 58 for the audience. That'd score. be failing my classes. And uh, of the top reviewers, there are three top critics who reviewed this, and two of the three gave it a good review. Okay. First is from Variety Staff. Mm-hmm. Lorenz has some inspired moments of self-absorbed craziness as Jeffrey, and Mullen reveals a fine talent for physical comedy when Elizabeth returns as the lumbering, mind-blown Frankenhooker. Ooh. And it, from Vincent Canby of New York Times says, it's the sort of film that would probably be most fun to see around midnight. Excellent. What else? The that other top something bad. is the negative. Nigel Floyd from Time Out said, the resulting fragmented mess will no doubt keep some in stitches, but is definitely less than the sum of its body parts. Oh man, he just had he had that in his yep. mind before he wrote that fucking review. Well, the other reviews, a lot of them are like the positive ones, gloriously funny. Oh, that's fun. Just like a car wreck. <laughs> Surprisingly smart, hip, and funny. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, and the one, the other uh, negative review from Mike Massey mm-hmm. says the entire concept could have been campy fun in the hands of more creative or capable. Oh, uh, fuck you, Mike. I mean, I haven't seen this movie. I don't feel the need to defend it, but I also feel like these reviewers can be butt munches. It's trauma. You don't go in thinking that it's going to be well done. Why isn't it more creative? Why does it look like the budget was only $2 million? I'm surprised it's too... Well, I haven't haven't seen this one. It seems like such a high budget for trauma, but maybe it was all the the prosthetics and stuff. Yeah. I don't think I had seen this one. Should we watch this movie then? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so this came out in when? 1994? 1990. 1990. Okay, well, I'm excited to watch it with you, my darling husband. All right. We'll Should see. we? Hey, also, John? Yes. Don't be looking at boobies. I don't think it's going to be avoidable. Oh, boy. I'm going to punch in the boobs. It says All right. it's constant boobs. All right, let's go. All right. Okay, there's some egregious things happening. It's four minutes and 32 seconds in. I don't see anything abnormal at all. Okay, I have something that I want to point out that this is the most egregious thing I've ever seen in film and television. What? But first, I want you to to, to guess what it is that I'm so aggrieved by. I have no idea. You got, There's a bunch of stuff that just happened. What is it? Why is that a guy in a 
amateur doctor who's messing around with a dead brain? So, no. The fact that uh, the main character is currently inside of the kitchen of his girlfriend's house with a brain with an eyeball in the center of it, mm-hmm. doing tests on it, is not the issue. Oh, I have no idea. Well, no. Guess from other things that have happened. It's a skinny lady there trying to call fast. Yeah, so basically his girlfriend, whose house it is that he's in with his brain, um, is called fat by his mother, and the mother's upset that the fact that... Her, it's the, her mother. Her mother, yeah. And her mother doesn't want her doing uh, all the stuff, and you know, doesn't want her boyfriend being lame, whatever, right? It's not that either. The, the fact that the skinny lady eating pretzels is like, I just can't lose weight, I've tried everything. My boyfriend even stapled my stomach, even though he's not a doctor, but he's been kicked out of three med schools. Which, how do you get kicked out of three med schools? I don't know. That takes a lot. No, it's the fact that the party has started. The grill is on. We're about to grill the meats. And the mother has come back to the kitchen to make coleslaw. She grabbed a head of cabbage to make coleslaw with John. What kind of insanity is that? Who makes coleslaw during the party. Maybe they're running low and tried more. There's no party where coleslaw has ever run low. I don't it shouldn't be allowed in a party at all. I know, but why would you need to make it I suddenly know. during the party when the grill's it. already on? If you forgot the coleslaw, it's too late. You can whip up a coleslaw in ten minutes. Now here's the question. Do you think Frank and Hooker had permission to use Pepsi or did Pepsi like Get one of those advertising deals with them to do this. Neither. No. I think they just did it and thought it would be easier to get forgiveness and permission. And Pepsi's like, who cares? Who cares? This is Frankenhooker. Okay, should we keep going? Yeah. Okay. It's one minute later. Yeah, we made it to the opening credits. (laughs) We paused too soon. Um, So it's dad's birthday. It's the girlfriend's dad's birthday. They got him a new lawnmower. Oh, yeah. And it's very big. What's special about this lawnmower? It's rigged up with a remote control. Who, Which is created by the boyfriend. Yep. And what does he tell her as she's starting to show the dad how to use it? Don't stand in front of it. Don't stand in front of it. And she's like, and this is how you get it started. And it's like starting behind her and making sounds as a lawnmower does. And it's like this huge behemoth. Like the first thing you said when you saw it was that it looked like a snowblower. Yeah, it was massive. But then... You could tell it was a, a lawnmower based on the blades. Yeah. And it had blades and not augers. Yeah, a huge thing. Um, and she's like, and this is how you get it to go f- to start. And this is how you get it to go forward. And then it went forward and... And it ran into it. We got blood on a gnome. Yep. That A blood splash on the gnome. That And he's like, no, don't stand in front of it. And she turns around. She's like... Ooh! And she puts her arms out to stop instead like the, of jumping out. Like the steamroller guy in Austin Powers. Yeah, like, oh, no. It's like, you could get away. <laughs> no, you can't. So I think we understood. I was a little surprised of how quickly the girlfriend died. Yeah, that's pretty fast. But if you're going to make a Frankenstein out of her, you got to get her off real Yeah, you got to get her dead first. I thought it was going to be something a little bit creepier. So, like, I wish we were watching at the same time the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I guess is based off of this movie. Uh, But we're not, so we won't. So let's go. So we're 21 minutes and 35 seconds in. Yeah. And I think this gentleman is having a perfectly reasonable reaction to the death of his fiance. What do you think? Seems normal. Right? I yeah. mean, 
it happened. So she's dead and we get the credits and the credits are him talking to himself as he draws like a, you would know way more about this than me. He draws some kind of like circuitry map over a hand-drawn yeah, stencil a of a human body. A schematic. A schematic. Oh, schematics over a woman's body. And he's saying things like, gotta get rid of these varicose veins here. I'm gonna lift up this part here. Gotta get rid of that skin growth. <laughs> so basically, he has decided he is going to Frank and Hooker's girlfriend. We don't know that's what he's gonna do, but we assume because of the title of the movie and the things that he's talking about. His mom comes in and he tells his mother that he think he's worried that he's amoral, that he can no longer understand right from wrong. And she's like, I'll get you a sandwich. You need to date a nice girl. It's time to give it up. And so he watches some movie that's like a recording of the news station saying that someone had stolen parts of her after the tragedy. Because yep. she got all chopped up. That was a pretty intense lawnmower. Yeah. They called her a tossed salad. A tossed salad. They also called her a big girl. What did they call her? They called her like some kind of girth. They called her girthy bride. um, Because they can't help but talk about how fat she is. So he's going to make her sexy. So his room is surrounded by pictures that are off center of her head. Yeah, all of his pictures are crooked in a different way. Yeah, and at one point he goes up to a big picture of her head. And he turns it. To be crooked in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so he's got these these uh, think, these pictures. Are, I think that's to imply he's like delved into madness. Yes. And so when he tells his mother he thinks he's crazy, he goes to his car. He pulls out some electrical equipment that he's stolen from work. He's put on like a suit and uh, and he goes on a date with his fiance. Yeah. And pours wine through her neck hole. Yeah. So it's her head, her, her hand and, some, and like an ear. A foot. Yeah, and a thumb. And a, and a what? A thumb or a big a toe. A thumb or something. So basically, he's gotten all the parts he could get of her, which is why you would have to kill a lot of sex workers in order to finish her. And so he's showing her at dinner all these different collages he's made with her head on different naked ladies' bodies. Yep. And saying, which one do you like the best? Yeah. Um, and he's like, you're doing such a good job drinking. <laughs> Just a puddle of wine forming under Oh, her neck. my goodness. It's amazing. It's so good. I feel like I recognize the male actor. Okay. I don't know from what. Probably from something ridiculous like this. Probably. Um, I am excitedly painting my toenails white. Um, unrelated to the movie, but that's what I'm up to as well. Should we keep going? Yeah. All right. Okay. 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 So, okay. He puts a drill in his head to give himself ideas of how to get ladies. Because yeah. he needs their parts to make his wife, his girlfriend whole again. Yeah, maybe it's all he taps into the zeitgeist. Yeah, he just drills and he has to get the right bit. Which he hides. For some reason, he hides all of his drill bits in his bowling ball case. Yeah. With his bowling ball. Doesn't make sense. Nope, but then again, he has been drilling his own head with a drill. Yeah, it seemed to work. He certainly is playing fucked up, crazy nonsense pretty well. But anyway, he's got all this stuff planned, right? He knows what he needs. He needs lady parts. He realizes after the second go-around with the drill to the head that he needs to find lady parts 
through buying the parts. Yeah. So he goes downtown, dressed in a suit, which you pointed out still has the tag on the side. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, is this a choice? Of, so basically, when you buy a suit, it has a cloth tag on the outside of the of the arm that you cut off that just is like the name of the company or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's not, you don't keep it out. It's not like having an alligator on your shirt or whatever. It's not a name brand kind of thing. It just is what they do. Um, and so the, my question is, did they do that on purpose because he's a weirdo or did they do it because they wanted to return the suit to That's the store? That's my guess, they wanted to return the suit after the movie. <laughs> so anyway, because they spent all their money on gizmos and gadgets. So basically he goes to, and he finds this guy Zorro. I think that's what they're calling him. Yeah, Zorro. Well, it's because... It definitely starts with a Z. All the ladies have circles with Zs inside. Yeah, like branded onto their Branded arms. onto them. And he's got, a like, a symbol on a chain yeah. made of gold. And he's like, I can get you these ladies for the right price. But he's like, I want what you have in your pocket, which is probably, presumably, super crack. Yes. Which is interesting that you knew what the, the, those are crack pipes people were smoking from, and I didn't. I've watched Intervention a ton. Oh, yeah? I've seen tons of people smoking crack. Oh, okay. Never mind. Because I've seen that, but, like, all I know about crack pipes is that they used to sell flowers at the Quick Trip that I always wanted, and they're in these pretty little glass pipes, and they were, like, little roses, and I always wanted them, but my mom would never buy them for me. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 we don't get those. It's probably because they're crack pipes. That's how, that's how they sell them. I don't think they're selling crack pipes. And no, no, I'm serious. Like it was literal crack pipes, but like they put pipes. it, but they put in like a like a silk flower, and so you buy it so that you can buy a crack pipe, and then you and you just throw away the flower. Okay. Use it for the crack pipe. It's the whole thing. Huh? Huh? Uh, anyway, so he buys the super crack, and he's watching as he's. He looks like, with his science, he's making a giant vat of super crack, right? And he's listening to some kind of talk show where some guy is like, they're basically demeaning a woman, a black woman, because she's saying, and I say this, it's important that she's a black overweight woman, because this is like the, you know, this representation of these feminists that want to like change things and blah, blah, blah. And it's a white man that's the interviewer. And she's saying, look, we need, a, we need a legalized prostitution to get them away from these drug lords that are addicting these women to crack so that they can, if it's legalized, then they could do it on their own without having pimps. And then this fucking white guy is like, what, should we pay for their hotel rooms and condoms too? Yeah. Fucking men right now, man. Specifically, white men in this country can suck my dick. They're such assholes. Hi. That's how I feel at these moments. That's fine. Your you people. Any way you like. Your people. My people. Took away my rights. I didn't do shit. Whatever. Anyway, I voted so, libertarian. I'm trying to give you all of your rights back. Whatever. So, like, this fucking guy is like, except so many libertarians are pro. Anti Roe v Wade, whatever, because they no, also suck my dick. Yes, they are. Oh, anyway, well, that's not the official stance. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so this guy's like, he actually agrees with the woman, the woman that's like presented in the sort of like straw feminist sort of way. And he's like, she's right. They're addicting them to these shit. So that's why he's got all this crack, I assume, so he can kidnap a bunch of sex workers and kill them. Yeah. All right, should we go? Sure.
Have you been looking at other titties? Yeah, kind of boredom. <laughs> They're everywhere. We're 47 literally. minutes and 17 seconds in. And it's so funny and so weird. Every time he has a problem figuring out an idea, he just drills himself in the head. Yeah. What do you think? Would you like to describe what just happened? It was uh, a lot of carnage from all the crack smoking. Yeah, so he made super crack, which makes made a um, chinchilla or whatever. A guinea pig. A guinea pig explode. Because, and he, and it's interesting that you have to inhale it, but if you're in the room with, I don't know, two dozen sex workers taking crack, it won't affect you. So he says he's not murder to himself. In his mind, it's not murder because he's just going to give the person the crack. And they'll ha- they don't have to take it. And it will yeah. kill them, right? So it's not murder. It's not how murder works, right? Kind of. Kind of. And so he goes and he, he does... He plays doctor with all these girls that Zorro has set him up with in this shitty hotel. And he's just, like, measuring things like perfect... Perfect diameter of legs, which doesn't make any sense. But anyway, he's like measuring all these women, but he can't decide which one. And so he's like, sorry, no one. And all the women get mad because he hasn't chosen any of them. But it's like all you bitches are going to get paid anyway, but they all get mad. So he throws the money at them. He's like, this is what you want. Just take it. So they get the money. But also he has a giant 20 gallon. What is it? Like a one gallon bag full of crack rocks. Of his super crack. Yeah. And they all just freak out. They just all jump on top of him, start screaming, and they start doing crack. Yep. And it goes about as well as you'd expect. What happened? Well, they blow up. They all blow up. The Zorro busts into the room and gets hit in the face with the head of one of his bitches. Because that's what he refers to them as. Yeah. And it's not you using your words. It's not me using my words. Those are Zorro words. <laughs> So bad. And so now he's like, he's like, I'll put you all back together. I'm sorry. But first we put Elizabeth back together. I got an estrogen solution back in New Jersey that will do wonders for you. Yeah. So he's got a lot of ladies in a trash bag. Let's see what he can do, huh? Yeah. All right, let's go. Jobby, yes. we're an hour and three minutes in, and yep. 30 seconds. Would you describe what happened? Well, he was able to bring her to life. Jeffrey. Kind of. Kind of. She is a hooker. A sex well, hooker, a worker, or she has... I don't understand this part because she has her own head and brain. But she's saying the things that the sec- the main sex worker from the that was like telling yeah. everybody what to do, the one that was in charge of everything, she's like got the memories of her. Apparently. Kind of. I don't know. I don't think it's supposed to make sense because if it was a love story where she was just her, it wouldn't be a Frankenhooker. Yeah, she's like looking for money. Her hair is now purple and yeah. her nipples are purple. Yes, because that's what happens when you're zombified. Finds a random dude, goes to the same skanky hotel in New York, um, and goes up with some this random dude that's very into her. She takes off her clothes, shows her butt, which has a check mark on it because that was the butt he checked yep. as being the best butt. Um, and uh, and yeah, she starts getting on top of the guy wearing clothes, 
And she's like, oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. And the guy explodes. And she rips off his head. Yeah. That's well, normal. Well, he must have done something wrong with the electrical parts of her body. I'm yeah, guessing. or maybe he did a lot of things wrong. But what I'm really excited about, John, what I'm really excited about, what I'm like really excited about yeah. is the fact that he put all the random prostitute parts in a in the vat of like estrogen that he had kept her head in. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to put you all back together eventually. I promise. This has just got to come first. But it all got electrical during yeah. the, all the other stuff. So, so all the individual parts should come alive now? Giants. <laughs> giant sex worker yep. is the final boss. What do you think? That would be pretty interesting. I'm excited about it. Should we go? Yep. All right. John, this movie has a lot. Yes. It has a lot of twists and turns. A lot of silliness. It definitely has a lot of silliness. That is true. Uh, what was... Do you, do you want to hint at what just fucking happened? Uh, well, it was unexpected until the end when uh, he brings her back again after uh, Zoro punches her head off. Yeah, yeah, because she's like doesn't understand what she is. She keeps using quotes from the other women. Yeah, so her only dialogue was what was in the movie previously for yeah. the ladies. But yeah. Zoro punches her head off and he saves her and then revives her again. Yep. And she is her old self. Yep. And as they're talking about where she's like, how did you do this? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I have all my notes written back there of exactly how I did it. Yep. And right when I saw her that, I was like, she's going to do this to him. Yep. And Zoro comes back and cuts his head off. Yep. And it gets mixed in with the goo of well, the... What she also says, uh, what he also says is, oh. and she's like, this is amazing, Jeffrey. You got to save the world. You got to save everybody. And he's like, ah, it only works for ladies. It's only because it's, it's, it's estrogen based. And, and all my notes are back there. Yeah. So. So he gets his head cut off by yes. Zoro. Yes. And there is all the ladies' body parts still in the freezer of goo. Yep. And uh, the ladies' body parts protect everybody. They they eat, they eat they, Zorro yeah, just for the crack. He's got the crack, and uh, they have a can-do attitude. Yep. Yeah. And so she returns the favor. Yep. And brings him back to life. Yeah. But she couldn't use his body. He picks or up Zorro's his hand, body. and he's like, "That's not my hands," because it's got long nails. Yep. So he's now a woman. Yeah, and he's like, what'd you do with my junk? And she's like, but we're together, Jeffrey. That's all that matters. Yep. And this is like, okay, it's hor- You know, it's that kind of 90s horror. Like, I can't be a woman. That's the worst thing for a man to be. But what I really like about it is this whole time it's been kind of playing around with how it's kind of shitty that, like, her whole life her fucking mother is telling her she doesn't look good enough. And when he brings her back, he wants to give her, like, the, quote, perfect body. So he goes to sex workers to get the most perfect form of the female body. Well, that was only because he couldn't use her body. Because he said there wasn't enough of you left to fry an egg. Yeah, that is a great line. It doesn't make any sense. But what I do think, though, is that, like, he doesn't just... He could have gotten a lot of different bodies. He decided to get the perfect one. And he does this rigmarole of figuring out the best kind. And it's not hers. It's not one that looks like her body. It's this idealized version. Oh, oh Okay, happens. eat my butt. Uh, it's this idealized version that he's looking for. Yeah. 
Um, and it's just malarkey. And she turns him into a woman because if the body didn't matter, then he shouldn't care about the body either. They could just be together. That's right. No, if I had a man's body, if you had to take bring me back to life and just with a dude's body. We would be the best of friends. Oh, punch. <laughs> punch. You're getting punched. Okay, well, John B., that was awesome, but you know what you haven't done yet? What's that? You haven't set up the next uh, the next thing we're going to do. I don't know what we're watching next, and you haven't well, told me anything about it. Let's watch the trailer for it right now. What's I the mean, name of the movie? Well, it's known by two different films. Two different names. John, you've been telling me about this fucking movie for so long, but you won't tell me anything about it. You keep saying spoilers. It's been known by two different names. Okay. When it was released in Europe, it yep. was called Attack of the Phantoms. Ooh, spooky. And when it was released in the United States... Oops. Oops. It was called Your Butt? No, I just I hit to the wrong thing. Cancel. I almost connected it to the living room TV. Uh oh, that's the wrong TV. Here. What's it, it called? In the United States, it was a made for TV film called Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh my god, Kiss is in it? Yes. And it is absolute nonsense. Does Kiss even remember this, or was this during some kind of drug infused? No, they didn't do drugs. Well, AC Peter did. You'll find out very cool tidbits about both of those members of the nonsense that ensues in this film. But here is the trailer. Which is... This is like the beginning of the film. It's got Ace really. Yeah, it's got everybody in it. So apparently this is the movie trailer. Hello. Wanna rock and roll all night. Party every day. Uh, this is great. Techno like the the It's from nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, yeah. And they oh, there are he is. Superheroes. They are, huh? Oh he's gonna be fired from his mouth. I don't, oh, I, don't, no. I don't know how much of what I can give away without... Uh, now, how much of this movie is the horror movie? The whole thing. Really? Yes. So they're superhero heroes that sit in very tall chairs in front of pools? Yeah. There is uh, evil happenings in a theme park that they're supposed to play a concert at. Oh, yeah? It's very Scooby-Doo. Wait, they're playing themselves? And they've got magical implements that they grabbed to those probably turn into... Those are the talisman that hold their power. Oh. All those are nothing. Oh, no. It sounds like they might lose their pa- talismans at some point. You might think so. Rock and roll all night. There's boobies. There's no. a guy with something that looks like a ray gun. He's a, actually a very accomplished actor who is very embarrassed in this film. What's his name? Oh... I'll have to look it up again. This trailer is nonsense because it's just like a music video. It was. It was rock and roll all night. Let me see if I can find a better is trailer. Is this a musical? No. Okay. Here so, was here is the original commercial for it. Did you say so? It was originally made for TV. Yes. Oh, I don't know why it's not letting me hook it up to the TV. 
Oh, this is on yours. That's why. That's why, John. I don't know how exciting this is. I'm I'm excited. Are you going to edit? Probably <laughs> me, not. Me trying to find. No, I'm just like so excited to watch it. It's great. Everyone should know that I painted my fingernails white because I'm extra. Oh, I'm trying to decide if I need a third Here we coat. go. Here, this will probably be better because this is what they used to advertise it on NBC. NBC. That makes it real. Should we tell everyone how I spilled uh, nail polish remover on my pants? Yeah. And then you had to take off my pants for me because I have wet nails? Anthony Zerby. Zerby? Yep. So, like, what else has he been in? So this was made for TV. He was in the Omega Man, The Young Riders, Harry O, Rooster Cogborn, License to Kill. Oh, he looks so evil. See Is no that evil, Peter no Chris? Evil. Yeah, yeah. He was in The Dead Zone. Oh. Which we have watched. We have. For He's this a, very podcast. Yeah. See, he is like a an evil scientist. I don't believe it. Yeah. Now, what maniacs decided that this should be a movie? Um, well, what ha well, NBC did. They went up to Kiss and they told them this is going to be like a really well done film. Oh. They said it's going to be a hard day's night meets Star Wars. Oh, boy. And they were like, yes, we're That's in. not anything. But the budget is $18. But none of them knew how to act. Nope. None of them were given a script. Nope. They were go to the set, and they would yell, line, and someone would feed them their line. They would say it, and that would be done. Wow. They had no idea what the movie was about, even while they were filming it. That's fantastic. Did they know it was a horror movie? Nope. They had no idea. They thought it was like Star Wars. Oh, wow. And uh, Peter Chris wouldn't show up to do the voiceover work That's at the not end. surprising. So they cut his entire voice out, and it's all a voice actor. Wait, a voice actor plays Peter Chris? Yes. Someone, someone had to come in and lip sync all of Peter Chris's words in the oh, movie. Oh, my God. Because they couldn't have two different voices, and he wouldn't show up to do the seconds. That's batshit insane. Ace Frehley's stunt double is obviously black. <laughs> and... Not edited out at all. Oh my god. <laughs> it is utter nonsense and it is awesome. That does sound awesome. I'm looking forward to see it. What was your grossest corner for this movie we just watched? I think it was the upside down torso with a mouth. Yeah, I think mine was like the dude in the... So there was a talk show where the woman, the competent woman was basically like, we need to make prostitution illegal so that these women don't get addicted to drugs and get taken advantage of. And he's like, man, we shouldn't give a shit about women. Blah. And that guy was the piece of shit. That was grossest corner. Okay. How about, you don't have a bruise bruise because you've just been drinking Diet Pepsi. I've been yeah. drinking Trulies. And wine. And, well, I had some wine earlier. I had to, I'm, I'm on my period. I think the podcast needs to know that. Yep. And so I'm I'm having a last hurrah. I don't like to drink because we're trying to make a human. And so eventually we will. And I don't want to, like, blind it or whatever with booze. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Yeah, so I'm going to hold off. So I'm having a last hurrah, and I'm excited to go to bed now. After my nails dry. Yeah, okay. Two things left to do. Stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye.
The intro and outro of our podcast is Fire and Ice Rock Mix by Stefan Kartenberg. Copyright 2017. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike License. Thank you, Stefan.